0: There's breath in your body. There is hope. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Think Hope Podcast. I'm your hopeologist, Dr. Rosalyn Y. lewis Tompkins, and I am here to help facilitate your journey of hope. And we are so excited. Excited tonight because at the top of the hour we are honored to have with us our very special guest T.J. Jackson of the D.D. Jackson Foundation, and I tell you he is part of a phenomenal uh, group. Uh, three young men, three young men who are changing the world through this particular foundation, the D.D. Jackson Foundation that we're going to talk about and the other things that they are doing. So we just want to start off by just giving you a big welcome. Yes, that's how excited we are tonight. He is uh, T.D. Jackson. T.J. Jackson is, uh, and his brothers, Taj and Terrell founded the Phenomenal Foundation D.D. Uh, D. Jackson Foundation in honor of their mother. And we're going to be hearing more information uh, about that. And we will bring him in shortly. And during the second half of the podcast tonight, we're going to discuss uh, with the Christ Vision Tribe of Mothers in Crisis, why hope is needed, uh, especially in times like these. Because as you guys know, um, that follow us on Think Hope, we're counting down to April, the National Month of Hope, and we're beginning with this HOPE chat tonight with one of our Hopi awardees, the D.D. Jackson Foundation, and Hopi stands for Helping Others Practice Enduring Empowerment. Mothers in Crisis is the founding organization of this uh, great uh, phenomenon that we're talking about of HOPE. The Power of Hope, and uh, we were successful in 2017 of getting the designation for April to be the first ever National Month of Hope in the United States of America. This year, we are, uh, we are expanding internationally, and we will kick it off in Pakistan in April and some of the other countries that we have uh, partners in, Nepal, uh, of course, Africa. Um, different countries there, Kenya, Eswatini, and then also India. And like I said before, Pakistan, they are so excited. They're already doing things as we are here, uh, getting ready and leading up and counting down the time for April, the National Month of Hope. And we're just so excited because, uh, because that's, that's what this is all about. It's just about public awareness, um, we are not, you know, we're not trying to sell anything. It's not a commercial. Uh, it's not commercialized that we all need hope. And also, as we know, the three that goes together, faith, hope and love, those forces are so powerful. And that's what really drew me to these uh, to the D.D. D. Jackson Foundation and uh, and these these wonderful young men. Because their hearts are turned towards that, and they are releasing that force, that great energy into the world, and uh, they're doing it in a phenomenal way. So what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to read my blog that I wrote for the Tallahassee Democrat newspaper, and it's going to help kind of frame the, the subject tonight, and then I'm going to go ahead, I see that we have T.J. in Q, and we're going to go ahead and, and bring him in. So this is from uh, my blog. I write for our, our local uh, newspaper here, the capital of Florida, in Tallahassee, the Tallahassee Democrat. And uh, I write a life lesson blog, and, and it's also published in the newspaper as well as online. And this one, the latest one that I wrote, is entitled The D.D. Jackson Foundation to Receive Hopi Award. In 2019, during the first National Month of Hope radio tour in April, I was honored to be a guest on the podcast Power of Love show, produced by the D.D. D. Jackson Foundation. I was interviewed by Todd Terrell, and T.J. Jackson about the Power of Hope. It was one of my all-time favorite interviews because I met these phenomenal young men focused on spreading love in the world after going through the tragedy of losing their mother. They also happened to be Tito Tito Jacksons of the Jackson 5 Sons. I was struck by their soft-spoken and heartfelt passion to make a difference in the world. It wasn't until later after the interview that I found out about what happened to their mother, Dolores, D.D. Jackson. When she was only 39 years old, she was drowned in a pool in Ladera Heights, California at the home of her boyfriend, Don Bohanna. Four years after her death in 1998, Bohanna was found guilty of second-degree murder in D.D.'s death and was sentenced to 15 years to life in prison. As a way to navigate through their loss and grief, T.J., Todd, and Terrell founded the D.D. D. Jackson Foundation. With the power of love, they hope to give back to those who have suffered great loss and make a positive impact through community and music therapy. In an ABC News 2020 interview in September 2017, Tito Joe, or T.J. Jackson, who was the youngest at the time of his mother's death, said, I just had a sixth sense in my head as if I knew already it was terrible and I knew already that my mother wasn't with us. It was just a nightmare. It's like a kid's worst memory. TJ also said, to this day, I'm learning how to deal with it, but the pain is still there. The Dee Jackson Foundation will be receiving one of Mothers in Crisis, Hopi, helping others practice enduring empowerment awards during the April National Month of Hope this year. And then I say I will interview TJ Jackson live and that is happening now. So without further ado, I would like to bring in TJ Jackson. Hello.
1: Yes. How are you?
0: Hi. How are you?
1: I'm excellent. So good to hear your voice.
2: <laughs> Have <laughs> been good.
1: Are you well, doing okay during this this challenging time?
2: Hey,
0: I'm telling you, we have all—I don't know of anyone who hasn't had uh, to face uh, COVID in some way, shape, fashion, and form. And and so, um, yeah, it has definitely been challenging, but we are doing well, and um, we're keeping hope alive. So, how about you? Good.
1: We we are hanging in there. My my whole family is doing very well. Um, my my immediate family we actually tested positive about a mm. month uh, month and a half ago, but we are all doing well. Nothing serious, and um, awesome. you know we're fortunate and blessed. But we want to send our love to everyone who's who's going through it at the moment.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, yes. It it has it has hit our home as well. Uh, with my um mm. uh, my son my son in law first and then my husband and I actually uh and so you know, like I said, we just give God glory that uh we yeah. are overcoming and we're doing very well and um yeah. it's just an unfortunate though that this this thing is still here still with us uh yeah and uh, so hopefully we're gonna get all that organized and worked out before too long yes.
3: Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. Now and I also re- I really want to quickly before I forget, just want to thank you for the honor. Um <laughs> myself and my brothers and our whole foundation is extremely happy and and thankful to receive the award. So thank you.
0: Well th- <laughs> thank you. You are so gracious because I was just getting ready to congratulate you uh, once <laughs> again. <laughs> to congratulate all the guys and um and, and it's it's just Wonderful that not only are you graciously receiving the Hopi Award, and uh, and that you're you're willing to share your story and to make a difference uh, in the world yeah. this way. It's 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 just it's just phenomenal. So I just have to give you just another hand clap. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: all right, all right.
3: I love
0: it. And we and we mean it. We mean it from the bottom of our hearts. We're a little cheesy around here. We have a hope train and we it. you know, we just have <laughs> We have all these I things going it. on. And and I was also uh excited to hear about your um your solo career.
3: Mhm. Mhm. You have a new album?
0: Music.
1: Yeah, I got new music. Um you know, growing up in the Jackson family, music's all around us, and, you know, for my brothers and I, it's, it's it feels like it's been in our lives since I can remember. And, you know, mm-hmm. my brothers and I, we have our group 3T,
4: and mm-hmm. I've been
1: a, a member of 3T actively since I was a kid. And, you wow. know, we, we now, in our little middle age, we're taking a break from 3T and pursuing individual endeavors, and...
3: Mm-hmm. and
1: um, I'm finally doing my little solo project and it's, it's been enjoyable. It's been, um, it's been therapeutic. It's been a a great period of growth for me and it's been really enjoyable.
0: Wow. Well, I was listening to some of your, your songs, looking at some of the videos out there and, uh, you know, I got to tell this and I know you guys probably all the time, especially from, from, uh, women of a certain age, like myself, but (laughs) I was watching admit I was crushing on your, your father, Tito, and the rest of the uh, brothers mm-hmm. of the Jackson Five. And uh, as I was as I was listening to your music, I was like, "Wow, this is really good." You, I mean, you got it. You 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 definitely uh, have that sound. And uh, and I believe it's something that is needed for this generation now. And um, so, you know, we're praying that all goes well because I understand that. Thank you. Uh, I just learned a lot about. I didn't know you had a a reality show that you guys had mm-hmm. done for 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 a while, huh?
1: Yeah, we we've, we've done it all. It seems like in, in the entertainment field, you know. Um, and we've learned a lot, and it's it's interesting because really, what's, what's and I think it stems back from my mother's passing and, and losing her. You know, uh-huh. I had one set of dreams or visions before she passed, and then when she passed, it my life changed. It obviously, you know, for the obvious reasons, but uh-huh. it also changed with with how I approach things and how I think of things. and And a big focus point became just trying to to make a difference and to make her proud and to to. To show, you know, uh, some, you know, hope and inspiration through whatever Mm -hmm. way I could. And, you know, when I was a teen, it was music. And my brothers and I, we toured throughout Europe and had a great, successful career as 3T. And, you know, as it's gotten older, we did some TV stuff. The message was hope and inspiration and love. And, And still to this day, that's what I'm doing with my solo music, trying to just make a community where people mm-hmm. can feel part of something and, and feel love and feel, feel good. And, you know, people may say I'm a singer or whatever they say I am, but truthfully, my whole thing is, is trying to make people feel great about themselves and great about life mm-hmm. and, and great about their family. So um, it's, it's interesting because wow. I, I truly thought about my, my mother's passing really changed that the mentality for me and, and, Made me think this way. Mhm, mhm. Well,
0: let's talk about that. Let's 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 mm-hmm. just inform everyone uh, a little bit about the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, what you guys are doing, and also, as you mentioned, your mother. Uh, just share a little bit about her story as well.
1: Yeah, well, my mother was the kind of mom who 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 she was there for her kids. You know, you couldn't. You couldn't speak bad about her kids. You know, she was protecting us, uh, but she was also honest. You know, she Mm -hmm. she was a tough mother, a strict mother, but a loving mother and a caring mother. And, um, you know, she was always known as the, you know, whether she was teacher, parent, uh, president at the school or on the board at the Little League or or even sometimes having a coach or, you know, boys baseball. Mm -hmm. You know, that was my mom. She was always willing to step in. And um, you know, I think when she when she passed, I was I had just turned 16, and I always knew I wanted to do something uh, to to you know just bring her legacy to life and and have it ongoing, and it actually became uh, to came to fruition with the with the Lifetime show. Um, my eldest brother Taj really pushed for it to happen and showcased mm-hmm. it on the show, and we were able to do it. And since then, we've been rolling and, and running and, and really, I think, making a difference. And, and it's been beautiful. We do a weekly radio um, and, and live stream show on Facebook uh-huh. and YouTube. And it turns into a podcast that's about hope and inspiration and dealing with loss. And then we also do music heals programs and a lot of other type of things just to help people get through difficult moments and loss in life. I think Mm -hmm. our society does a great job of celebrating winners. You know, we just have the Super Bowl and, you know, the the Buccaneers won won, and and we get to see that they're going to Disney World and all that fun stuff. But we always, as a society, always forget about the losers and and Mm -hmm. how to deal with loss and how to lose healthy. And um, that's what we try to focus on at DDJF because loss is something we all will be going through at some point in life. And we, we believe that if you can have a good, healthy mindset on how to deal with loss, then life will be more fulfilled and um, healthier.
0: Yes, yes. Now, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, what, you know, just off the top of your head, because there is a lot of loss that's taking place right now that we're in the middle of this pandemic, uh, as we both have spoke about having uh, gone through COVID ourselves and and uh, over. 400,000 uh, people have, have, have died in the United States mm-hmm. alone. Uh, what, are, what are some tips that you can give share through the foundation uh, for people who are experiencing this loss right now?
1: I think the, the main thing, there's several. Um, I think one of the main thing is to realize that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. um you know death and and any significant loss can be very isolating you feel like the world stopped just for you or your only your world has changed but mm-hmm. i think it's important to know that um there's others that are going through a very similar experience or, or one that can be relatable and i i would suggest anyone who's dealing with that to to maybe find a community uh, if you can't find it within your family, a support system that, that's making a difference, find a community. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that, that we have, all of us have as a benefit in 2021. We have Internet and, you know, there's Facebook groups and there's many organizations that are now starting to pop up to to do similar things that we're doing. And I think it's a great thing. Because I think if you can feel that sense of community and feel that sense of love from others, even if they're strangers, it's, it's very uh, impactful and can make a, a difference. And then the other thing I would say is, is to, to understand that there's no right or wrong to deal with what you're going through. Um, uh-huh. You know, so, some days you may want to cry. Some days you may want to laugh. Some days you, you may not want to think about it. And I just think it's important for anyone who's dealing with a loss um, or a significant struggle to understand that and not be so hard on themselves and and to take it day by day.
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Because I'm reminded, I I quoted uh, from your 2020 interview where you said that to this day I'm learning how to deal with it, but the pain is still there. So Mm -hmm. would you say that? It's still there,
1: the pain. I, I would, you know, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. I I I feel it subsidized subsidized. I think that's the mm-hmm. right way to use the term, but it's 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 diminished over the time, but it still mm-hmm. comes around, you know. I got kids of my own, so um, you know, whenever they um, there's a great, you know, whether it's a birthday moment or an accomplishment moment for them. I think about my mother and I think about the fact that they uh, don't have a grandmother who would, who would be so honored and so loving to them
4: and that Mm -hmm. could really help them in
1: life. They don't have that. They weren't, you know, they didn't get that privilege. So um, that's when it hurts, you know, and and no one would have told me that at 16 because at that Mm -hmm. point I just lost my mother, you know, and, it's the same thing when I got married in the wedding, you know, when you realize your mom's not there, that's, that's when it rears its head again. Uh And I've noticed that happens all throughout life. And if you go in thinking you're going to one day completely get over it or, you know, get past it, that's not the case. You know, there'll be days where you feel great and there'll be moments where it's, it's a little tough, but, you know, again, you have to think positive. You have to understand it's part of life and you have to, just do the best you can and, and give a great representation of, of who that person is that you're representing.
0: Yes, yes, that is so good, and I'm glad you said that. I mean, uh, you know, under different circumstances, and and uh, I had my mother for a longer period of time, but she's no longer here, and uh, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. It's it's just something that, uh, that you have those moments where – uh, you wish, you know. I just wish I could talk to her, or uh, you know, it, you you experience that, and and for people to understand that that's okay. That's a part of life. Um, that's mm-hmm. even a part of hope. Uh, so many mm-hmm. times, you know, people say, "Well, you're you're peddling this 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 Annie thinking, you know, hope, hope, hope." But it's a lot deeper than that because hope is there to say. In those moments that uh, there's there's it's going to get better tomorrow uh, will be better um, things are going to be all right things are all right and uh, I'm going to get through this and that's what that's why I hope mm-hmm. is 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 such a powerful force so 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 let's talk about how you're able to impact the next generation now as you as you do the work with the children that is so that is so important
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was one of the main focuses for us because, you know, my brothers and I, we were young when we lost our mother. And, um, you know, sometimes I think adults who may not have dealt with that kind of loss don't know how to relate to kids who are dealing with that loss. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the the fact that we had experienced it, that was one of the main goals of, of of our foundation when we started out was to gear it towards children and um, to be able to relate with them so we would go to many different type of clubs you know boys and girls clubs and Mm -hmm. and schools and and even talk about that just you know and and I think it was cool for them to hear um that yes even a Jackson can lose their mother as a kid you know And, Mm -hmm. and there's there's several moments where a kid would look up to me and say you really lost your mom and you know, I was like, yeah, you know, and and they're like, wow, it's like how that like they couldn't <laughs> believe that someone, you know, like I said, a Jackson it's like that 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 mm-hmm. would happen to, but it was a it was a good moment for them to realize that we're all beings and we're all you know similar and and anything can happen to any of us and and it was just a good moment for for them and, and for us to to relate to them and and to let them know it's gonna be okay. For, for their loss and what they're dealing with.
0: Yes, that is, that is awesome. Because when children can have that uh, role model and, uh, and that shared experience and then the creativity, oh my goodness, you guys are so uh, just oozing with that, you know, that, that music, that music uh, therapy and that yeah. uh, creativity there. You did not lose that gene. I'm telling you, it is,
1: well, it is phenomenal. Well, First of all, thank you for that. But you just reminded me on something that's important to say. And that's because, you know, we have a program called Music Heals that mm-hmm. the D.D. Jackson Foundation does. And, and that's something that I should have mentioned. So uh, thank you for reminding me. But we utilize creativity and creating as a, as a strong method for therapeutic healing you know whether a lot of times mm-hmm. kids don't want to talk about what they're going through but if you give them the vehicle of music or writing poems they can they can get some of their emotion out and and get some of their feelings out in a, in a healthy way that can lead to great you know conversation and growth for them so that's that's something that's super important and again something I would suggest to anyone who's dealing with loss or, or looking for hope is to to lean into any creativity um, that you enjoy, whether it's writing, drawing, painting, singing, dancing, anything that can make you feel a creativity will, will really help in, in healing.
0: Yes, yes, that's important. And you mentioned poetry. That's something that I love. Uh, that's something mm. that I have uh, found over the years to be very, very therapeutic. Um, so yes, that's absolutely, you're absolutely right. So tell us about this podcast you have with your dear wife. Uh, I saw a little bit of information out there about, out there about that. So,
1: um, Uh well, yes. so I've, I've been a parent for, with my wife for as long as I can remember, it feels like, but we have plenty (laughs) of kids and have learned quite a bit, um, about, you know, family and parenting and. And, you know, marriage and, and my wife and I, we do a podcast that we do a weekly podcast where we talk about different parenting, marriage and family issues and, and mm-hmm. family things and family advice. So for anyone out there, it's called The Family Rules. And we do, like I said, a weekly podcast. And we also have a YouTube channel where we do Q&As and we started doing some fun, light, loving family vlogs. And it's been fun. You know, it's it's just mm-hmm. been, you know. I I never could have predicted that we'd be here in 2021 where, you know, people can create their own little brands and do their own thing, but it's been super enjoyable for for me to be with my family more and more and to to go on these endeavors with them. So it's, it's been great. And, and, you know, those who are listening and subscribed are, are really enjoying it and it's been beautiful.
0: So, so how can someone who's listening now to say, yeah, I think I'd like to uh, to to listen to that and and be a part of it? How can they find it?
1: So they you can find it on any um, streaming platform or however they are listening to podcasts. If they listen to podcasts, so whether that's you know um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, that's mm-hmm. one way. Or they can go onto YouTube and just look up the Family Rules and. They'll find our channel. Um, they'll see probably a, a picture of me with my family. And, um, you know, th- from there they'll be able to find everything. So if if they're struggling with podcasts or they're not familiar with podcasts, then mm-hmm. I would just recommend going, going to YouTube and typing in The Family Rules. The Family Rules, yes.
0: And how long have you been married now? And what tell what's your wife's name?
1: My wife's name is Frances. And we've been married since 2007, so we are going on 14 years,
3: but All we've right. been together.
1: Yeah, we've been together for 22 years, so wow. um, we've been together for quite some time, and what's cool is, you know, with every day that passes, our, our love for each other grows, and and um, you know, we're in a very beautiful spot in life and in, in our marriage, and, and we're we're blessed. Yes. Yes, and how
0: many children do you have?
1: So we, we have four together, and then she um, has two from a prior marriage. So there's six um, six in the house, or I should say six that we had a hand in raising in. And then, of course, we both also um, – well, I was guardian, legal guardian for my Uncle Michael's three kids, so we both have um, them that we, we tend to as well.
0: Wow. So you yeah, man, so <laughs> you are an expert.
1: <laughs> I told you, I said I have a lot of experience and, and that is, you know, that's the honest truth. I've seen it all and experienced it all and I've learned a lot. And um that's what that's how the family rules kind of came to to existence. We wanted to share um mm-hmm. in a very real, authentic way what what we've learned and and i think that one of the main things i can suggest to parents out there is just to to you know just to focus on the character of of the child and, and love and and support and unity and um you know that's that's if you focus on that and, and you accomplish that then you're doing your thing. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, i tell you this has this has really been wonderful just to have you to come on and just share with us uh and and just be so gracious. And we just want to say once again, congratulations to you, to the to your brothers, uh, to you. the Dee, Dee Jackson Thank Foundation, you. and all of the positivity, love, and hope that you're putting out in the world. And we're going to end this part of the segment by actually playing one of your one of your songs uh, from your group, Three T, entitled power
1: of love. Yeah so before, yes, before we I, I wanna go ahead. Just, I want to just thank you again for the Hopi Award for our foundation. It means a lot. And um I'm excited to share the power of love with everyone. It's a song that my brothers and I wrote for our Dee Dee Jackson Foundation that just talks about the importance of love. Yes. Well we're gonna be in
0: touch with you because you know we will probably have uh some other things that we'll we'll make you aware of as we're putting the Thanks. information out there and we want to just send all
1: of the goodwill
0: your way. So thank you once again, God bless you. And you, we bro. love you. <laughs> uh,
1: we thank love you. you too. And thank you for everything. All right.
3: I find a way somehow
0: T.J. Taj and Terrell Jackson, and that is the power of love. It's so powerful to to hear their voices and to to really understand the heart of where these where these young men are coming from as they are putting that energy out in the world through the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation in honor of their mother. Uh, Dolores Jackson and um, and all of the great things that they've been able to do over the years and just phenomenal the, it's, it's just beginning I can see such a bright future for all all of them and the things that they're doing so we are honored at here at uh, mothers in crisis the Hopi awardees that we are celebrating for 2021, the D.D. Jackson Foundation being one, I did a show on yesterday where, entitled The Unveiling of the 2021 uh, HOPE Campaign, and I share all of the Hopey awardees. So I'm not going to go into that, but please uh, take a listen to that particular uh, podcast. And then in the upcoming weeks and months leading up to April, the National Month of HOPE, we'll be hearing from some of the other Hopi awardees. Uh, and uh, and we'll we'll continue to just celebrate hope this is one of the ways that we are lifting up this this whole hope campaign and we are moving it forward because I tell you we know that <laughs> this hope train <laughs> This Hope Train has left the station, and we are moving down the track. And uh, before you know it, we will be celebrating in the April, the National Month of Hope, and then this year as we go international. And uh, it's so exciting. We're we're very excited about it. So we're going to talk now for the remainder of the show. I want to bring in, we're going to talk a little bit with the Christ Vision Tribe tonight. And we're going to talk about the, the, the reason why hope is needed now more than ever. And we kind of, we kind of dealt with that a little bit uh, in the interview, uh, as, uh, as TJ was sharing, about loss and everything. So, uh, so we're going to get into that segment right after this. All right, so I'm going to bring uh, one of our Christ Vision Tribe members in, Sharon Durham, who is is in queue there. Hello, Sharon.
4: Hi, Dr. Tompkins. How are you doing tonight?
0: I am doing very well. Wasn't that a powerful interview with TJ?
4: Yes, I'm talking about very powerful and so hopeful. That was powerful. Thank you. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I, I I think we made a, made the right decision. Uh when we chose the d d Jackson Foundation this year, what about you?
4: Yes, I am in agreement with you
0: awesome awesome so so now we're 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 gonna talk about why hope is needed now more than ever so what is your what is your take on that?
4: Well, for me, hope is needed now more than ever with so many people losing loved ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and so... Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just saying, I'm sorry, so many people are losing loved ones, you know, and it's just very heart-wrenching when you lose a loved one. hmm
0: And and we, we heard a little bit about that. Uh, wasn't that awesome what TJ had said, the suggestions uh, of what he gave? Because, you know, that's yes. what their whole... Uh, their whole organization is about dealing with that loss and helping helping others, especially children, through music ter- therapy and creativity uh, to get through that. So, what what are some things that you picked up from from what he said?
4: From well, what he said, I picked up with the like he said with the music therapy and with the art therapy. As well as being able to talk about it, and then if a person don't want to talk about it, you give them that space to where they can just kind of just take everything in, and then when they're ready to talk, and then you' be there for them
0: right right and then the and the and the fact that you know that pain it's 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 still there, and so uh but but that's where where hope comes in um that it doesn't yes. have to just day you know that it's you're gonna have better days and and things things will get better
4: and yes now I'm fully in agreement with that because one thing one good thing about it is that when we have that hope, it helps us to not give up and continue to trust god right right exactly so
0: so thanks for sharing, and uh I believe that that hope is needed now more than ever, yes. Okay, so we're going to have a, we're going to take a little break for our PSA, our Balls for Hope PSA. I'll tell you a little bit of information about that. And then I'm going to come back in and bring in, I see my husband, uh, Pastor Kwame is on the line. So we're going to bring him in uh, to this discussion on why hope is needed now more than ever. Hear ye, hear ye. Mothers in Crisis is celebrating 30 years of service. In honor of April National Month of Hope, join the Balls for Hope campaign. Spreading hope to frontline workers and others. Help us to give stress balls of hope to those who need hope. Spreading hope around the world one ball at a time. For more information, visit Makeahopeconnection.com or call 850-222-7705. Absolutely. Visit makeahopeconnection.com. We have a full-fledged Balls for Hope campaign that's all the way over in Pakistan. We have we have our hope balls in Pakistan. And I thought about it, too, uh, the other day, how on my last mission trip that I was able to go on right before the pandemic hit, uh, and that was in January 2020, uh, I took a trip, a missions trip with Dr. Patricia Bailey Ministries to Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast. And, and everywhere I go, uh, every time we've had this campaign, I always have balls with me. And I don't necessarily have balls with me to give out, but I really love those balls. <laughs> those that know me, especially my husband, he knows that um, that I really enjoy having those those balls of hope uh, that we call the ball. Uh, Or hope, and um, so I had some with me, and met this. uh, We were ministering to these these beautiful young ladies who were uh, coming out of some some very difficult things and and challenges. And one of them had a three-year-old boy, and he was just kind of you know hanging around while we were talking and fidgeting and everything. You know how how children are. And I remembered I had a ball on me, so I took the stress ball out. It wasn't a part of the things that I had to give as far as what we bring over to give in terms of missions. But I had my stress ball on me, and I gave it to him. And, oh, my goodness, I have a photo. Uh, He just lit up, and he just, as a matter of fact, he started kicking it around like a soccer ball. You know the stress balls that we give out. They're little balls. They're like little beach balls. Uh, and so and so anyway, that is uh, it's it's real. I mean, something about these balls, if you if you'd like to uh, to, to be the recipient of uh, stress balls for hope, if you'd like to contribute and uh, be a sponsor so that we can give out more and more because we're giving them out to frontline workers, to teachers, to to those that are in need of hope then go to makeahopeconnection.com. You'll find all the information there. You can contact us if, and you can request a, a Stress Ball for Hope and, uh, or package, or you can donate right there on the site, makeahopeconnection.com, our Balls for Hope campaign. Okay, now I'm going to bring in Kwame. I see your hand raised. I didn't know whether you were going to come on tonight, but I'm glad that you are. Hello,
5: Kwame. Hi, Rosalyn, my dear.
0: Hi. How <laughs> <laughs> <Hi>, are you? <laughs>
5: well, I wasn't going to come on, but then I, you know, but um, I'm doing well and uh, enjoying, I have enjoyed the podcast uh, so far and enjoying it. Uh, it's been very uh, fruitful and uplifting.
0: Yes, it it has it has. I I tell you, you see why I fell in love with those guys, those Jacksons. I tell you, they are phenomenal. Um, yeah. So, so what is your take on why hope is needed now more than ever?
5: Well, connecting to what y'all were talking about um, for purposes of this conversation, uh, mm-hmm. I, I noted two two important things. Um, or, or three, the first being that we, we as a culture, uh, do not uh, teach how to lose, and 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 secondly mm. that and secondly that that um, the, the three that shall remain is you always constantly remind everyone faith, hope, and love, and each of those having their own powerful place in the whole mm-hmm. mix of. Of, of survival and overcoming, and then lastly, uh, that even in the midst of victory
3: uh-huh, there can be uh-huh.
5: hopelessness and the need for hope um, because um, as, as he mentioned the the, the pivotal events of his life where uh-huh. he didn't see his mother there and and, and and you mentioned some of the things where uh, even now. You reflect on mom not being here and mm-hmm. as you kind of continue to sort of uh, introspectively look at life that it it, it, it it is not necessarily a darkness but a recognition that hope is a pervasive thing that you should hold on to as love is but hold on to those things for those who have Meant something in your life because at any moment, regardless of what you're going through, there's a connection mm-hmm. that you'll draw. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, that's that's good. That's good that you were able to kind of you know uh, pull out those those things because it was very powerful uh, what he shared with us uh, concerning loss and uh, and how uh, we as a society, as as you stated. Uh, we don't prepare for loss, but loss is a part of life. And uh, yeah. it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that, you know, that's why we need hope. That's one of the reasons why we need hope is because we're going to, whether you acknowledge it or not or you're prepared or not, you're going to experience it in one way or the other. And then the similar experience, as he shared, of, of how he and his family, you know, um, went through the cold experience. And I thought about you and I. And uh, some of you know, some of the others uh, uh, around us, and, and that is is seeming to be like a common shared uh, kind of thing now. Unfortunately, uh, because of this pandemic and in the world we're living in right now, but also fortunately, because one of the things he said is uh, when you know that you're not alone, when when others you know others have. Experienced are, are going through and they've overcome and they are doing well. And then you look at them, and so that's always been what I've stood on in my uh, in, in my ability to give hope to others who are experiencing drug and alcohol addiction. Because I was yeah. a witness saying, you know, look at me, I went through the hell, yeah, hell of addiction, right. uh, you know, that I share about, and as long as you're your body, there's still hope. But I wanted to make it out on the other Side and you can too and, and know yeah. that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We, you know, we really believe in that foundation of faith, hope, and love. So, yeah. so it was just so many different layers that we were able to receive. And uh, and then the other thing for me that I thought about us <laughs> when he talked about his wife Frances and their love and and how uh, they're. Yeah. they're yeah. They're doing that podcast and everything. I, I said to myself, I said, you know, Columbia and I could, could really, at this point now, it hasn't been 14 years, but it's going on, it'll be 17 years on February the 16th. And so where is my clapper? Because that deserves a very big hand clap. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, yes, so se- seven years, the number of completion, and uh, I could yes. just see us doing something, something like that. What do you think about that?
5: Well, yes, it, 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 um, I, I think that um, w- we, we both introspect and, and look at things uh, from, from the kingdom perspective, and mm-hmm. that affords you the ability to see well beyond the natural. And Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that struck me as well is as a national uh, uh, need for hope that indeed in in coming through the darkness of times, including the the pain of loss with the COVID and all of those different things. But from a national perspective, that Mm -hmm. more so than ever, uh, the light of of hope is, is desperately needed uh, as, as people turn to uh, politics for religion instead of the other way around uh, mm-hmm. the, 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 well, well the two are not connected, they're separate and, right. and, and all these various things that are instrumental in right-sizing people's focus on life, more so hope versus the material things that we will have to deal with but mm-hmm. but don't connect those two things and look to some human being to solve your problem.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyway, thank you so much, dear, as always. It, it, I love to hear thank you, uh, what you have to say. And you're sounding so good and so strong. So uh, I love you.
5: Amen. Yeah, we're working on it. Love you
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. You know, one of the things that, uh, that um, TJ Jackson mentioned, and uh, I just, you know me, I got excited about it. He said something about poetry, and I was like, yes, poetry, uh, and how that is is one of the outlets of creativity that they teach and that you can use whenever you're experiencing loss of any kind. And so, um, you know, with that in mind, I'm going to share one of my poems entitled I grabbed the wind and this was a poem that I wrote uh, actually one of my award-winning poems and one of the first poems that I, that I wrote years ago. And it, it was all about it's metaphorically for being able to overcome and to, and to, and to do that difficult thing, whatever that may be, whether it's overcoming COVID, overcoming loss, overcoming addiction, that 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 I grabbed the wind, that was to me uh, a metaphor for that. So I'd like to share that poem, and then we'll come back and hopefully have time for one more of our Christ Vision tribe members. The wind. I grabbed the wind in the palm of my hand. I made a fist and held it real tight. I kept it that way for most of the night. Curiosity got the best of me, and I decided to take a peek and see what the wind looked like as it sat in my hand. I opened my hand very slowly, one finger at a time. I looked for the wind, but the wind I couldn't find. For as I opened my hand, the wind fled, whoosh, to the sky. It left my grasp in the blink of an eye. I didn't mind, you see, because I came to understand that not many people can honestly say I held the wind in the palm of my hand. The power that I felt for that brief moment made me cry to think that I, a mere mortal, could grab the wind. grab the wind, I tell you, that is exactly what hope is all about. And I'm going to bring in Millie Poole, who is one of our Christ Vision
2: tribe members. Hello, Millie. Hello. Good evening, Dr. Tompkins. Good evening. So have you been grabbing (laughs) the wind lately? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I've been clapping as if I was there, especially when you first introduced. T.J. Jackson, I'm over here all excited talking.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I tell you, because, you know, all of us, as I mentioned about the Jacksons <laughs> from that era yes. and how we all were crushing on the Jackson 5. Yes, yes, yes. And now <laughs> they're um, Tito's sons and, uh, and you know, yes. Michael Jackson nephews. It's, it's just wonderful to see. Uh, what they're doing and, and how they're using their gifts uh, to make a big difference in the world, having gone through such a tragedy as what happened yes. to their mother. So that is so powerful. So so tell me, um, what are your thoughts? We just have a few minutes here. Um, sure. Why do you believe that hope is needed now more than ever?
2: Um More than ever in this pandemic, especially and now it has been challenging, as you know, where you go to work, whether you go to the supermarket, mm-hmm. wherever you go mm-hmm. and uh we we a lot of people are um you know it's been um unrest for a lot of people, a lot of people have lost loved ones, and so their hope is gone down, and they need to see. Uh, you not panicking, you being mm-hmm. in peace, you know. And did it, it has helped me to be more reflective, you know, because of my faith in Christ Jesus and the teachings that he's taught. It's helped mm-hmm. me to trust God, even though I may not understand a lot of stuff. I still have to trust him, and it still gives me hope to stay mm-hmm. in that calm and to stay... And and I have that peace and be able to walk in faith and not be tripping and encourage others to be hopeful, be there, yes, so to yes. speak.
0: Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Not just well, praying a lot. <laughs>
0: of course, because that's how we activate it, right? <laughs> yes. Thank you, Dr. Tompkins. All right. Thank you. I tell you, a hope is like oxygen. We needed to live as the principles, the The law uh, of three. It says that we can only live three seconds without hope. And I believe that because especially one of the things that I noticed is that everyone mentioned when we said, Why do we need hope now more than ever? This whole conversation always, always came back to COVID and where we are right now, and that we have to believe that everything is going to be all right. This is not how we're going to have to live our lives from now on, and we need hope. And hope gives us that. Hope tells us that. Hope. prepares us for that. So thank you so much, those of you who are following this this hope campaign. May God bless you and keep you. We're going to end now and we want you to come back with us again because we will keep moving forward and all the way counting down the time to April National Month of Hope. Remember, As long as there's breath in your body, there is hope.